Good morning. <laughs> Good early morning. Maybe. Maybe it, for you. Maybe it's morning. But it's, as we said last time, definitely morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's almost always definitely morning when we're going here. <laughs> this, mm. this is what happens when you're a family man, right? You got a, you got a podcast at 5 a.m. Uh, you, don't, you, don't, you don't squeeze in a Brothers K podcast, you know. Wherever you Just want. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right after lunch. I think this would be a great time. <laughs> uh, for all you students out there, you don't understand what we're talking about, but someday. Someday. <laughs> someday. Unless you join uh, Father Zosima's uh, monastery, then then you'll have different, a different situation going. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe something so. similar, actually, to tell you the truth. Okay, so we start book five here, Pro and Contra. Um. And, but we're not going to get into the Grand Inquisitor because that, that deserves, as you put it, that deserves a podcast of its own. Mm-hmm. So we're going we're gonna to double up this week, um, squeezing it, actually another squeeze in between two vacations. You, Dr. Jager, yeah. were just in uh, Lake of the Ozarks. So I'll be going down to Clear Creek Abbey. And uh, we have three days here to podcast twice. So here's day one. See, my vacation was more of the, um, you know, like the... The Theodore Dimitri sort of vacation. <laughs> Yours is more of the Alyosha yeah. vacation. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there will be Theodore stuff in there too. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's more like the guy from the north. This is the, I, I'm the I'm the monk from the north going down to the monastery. That's right. It's yeah. uh, he never gets a name. At least he hasn't yet. Maybe he gets one later. You but. better start thinking about uh, how you keep the fast. <laughs> you better write it down because that guy just rattled it off. He like knew it. He oh knew yeah, how he kept the fast. Oh yeah. Heart. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, so we're gonna we're gonna deal with Alyosha talking to Lisa Smerdyakov with a guitar and and then the brothers meeting in the in the tavern yeah. slash restaurant right. <laughs> well, let's start in the engagement here. So, um, he's being obedient to his promises, which I didn't think he was going to be. Right? He went to. If was it was I, now? I'm trying to remember. Oh no, he's he started being obedient last time, right? Mm-hmm. This is just day two in this book, right? Yeah. I mean, this is not taking place in a long period of time yeah, so far um, at all. I think who someone left a comment on one of the the YouTube. Um, upload videos that said uh, it's important to keep in mind that this is really the events over two days yeah and so it's easy to think that a conversation on page 100 is not connected to a conversation on page 400 but really that's just yeah. 32 hours right away from each other yeah 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 so yeah so we're we're just in day two of this of this mass right now and um so this is the day that he thinks is Elders dying, right? And well, at least he thought he was. Um, and he got sent away, basically. But he made promises that he was going to go see people. So Alyosha is on his way to go see people, and he goes to um, Madame Holokov's, right? Mm-hmm. Katerina Ivanovna's in her hysterics, or ending her hysterics, I think. Um, and uh, he gets sent to go talk to Lisa. Or however you pronounce her name. Where's John when we need him? <laughs> um, and so they're kind of talking about how he's going to... Like, she basically admits, okay, I wasn't joking. I was serious. 
right? When I asked you yeah. to marry me. And he was like, I always thought you were serious. And, and they have this funny conversation where she thinks that he's a little, uh, in a funny way, like uh, presumptuous that, of course, you were serious. You were talking about being in love with me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she thinks that that's pretty funny. But, but he starts talking about some, I mean, he kind of starts talking about, he says something interesting on page 241. Let's put it that way. Okay, so here he is. He does two things, two odd things in his monk's cassock. Number one, he kisses her twice, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. which, which she finds to be weird. Um, the and first time, the second time. The second time she kind of asked it, yeah. Uh, but, you know, you, for those who know the Eastern churches, you might be like, well, what's the problem with that? Well, well when you're a monk, you still take vows of, you know, yeah. of celibacy. So, so there's, you know, it's not just that he's becoming a, a Russian priest, which wouldn't be that much of a problem. In fact, you would assume that my Russian seminarian would be chasing girls. Because yeah. <laughs> he's about to get ordained, yeah, and then, yeah. then, then all bets are off. Um, but, but he also says this interesting comment um, about, well, he's, he, he, he's, talking, he's telling the story about Elusha, right, and his father, and trying to give him the money. And, and she's very interested in this because Katerina Ivanovna's there, and she's been, Lisa's been sort of listening to all of this. Um, and he sort of continues this theme we've been talking about, right? that, yes. that we're all the same. Um, and there's this sort of question that she asks, a question that he thinks is a really important question, mainly because she asks the question. He thinks it says something about Lisa. Uh, this is page 241. She's, she, she's a little worried as they're talking about, you know, he gets really excited, right? He says, he's going to take the money tomorrow. He's going to take it tomorrow. Here's, here's why. And he kind of psychoanalyzes him, which yep. Dostoevsky is, even even by uh, Nietzsche's standards, was very good at doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, um, isn't there an R analysis? I mean, your analysis, no better call it ours. Aren't we showing contempt for him, for that poor man and analyzing his soul like this, as it were, from above, in deciding so certainly that he will take the money? So so she kind of thinks that they're condescending this man. They're 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 treating him, they're treating him like he's lesser, lesser, and they can look at him from above and sort of say what he's going to do. Yeah. And uh, Alyosha says, "No, absolutely wrong. You don't understand why I know this. I know this guy not because I'm looking from above and saying um, this. This is how sort of a loser like this would act. Although he's kind of saying that." Um, Alyosha's response is, "I was thinking." of that on the way here. How can it be contempt when we are all like him, when we are all just the same as he is? For you know we're just the same, no better. If we, we are better, we should have been just the same in his place. I don't know about you, Lisa, but I consider that I have a sordid soul in many ways, and his soul is not sordid. On the contrary, full of fine feeling. No, Lisa, I have no contempt for him. Um, my elder told me once to care for care for most people exactly as I would for children and for some of them as I would for the sick in hospitals. So it's interesting that he compares this guy to a sick person and says, but, but before that he says, I'm just like that, right? right. And it kind of goes back to this theme we've been talking about, right? The Karamazovs, the brothers of the Black Stain, um, that everyone is sick. And in some sense, the way Alyos is talking about this guy is he's actually not like, if I was in his place, I think I'd be worse off. 
I don't think I would be as fine feeling as him, right? Because right. there's because the whole story that the that the captain captain is he a captain? I think so. Yeah, Snare Snerjanov or something like that. The whole story that he tells of his son and sort of taking care of his son and loving his son. I, I think Alyosha thinks if I was in his position, I would not be that good. Right. Um, so, I, so there's something interesting about this sort of this, this continual theme of we're all united in our sinfulness. Where, where in here, in this uh, somewhere, I, I'm looking for it now. I can't find it. He, he mentions um, you only you would ask that question because you've you've suffered so much and you've gone through. Yeah, the it's, same. it's it's uh, 243 near the top. So is this before you you just read from? Yeah, I just read on 241. Okay. So it's two pages later. When he says, uh, she's laughing at him. I'm glad you laugh. You laugh like a child, but you think like a martyr. And she's like, how like a martyr? Your question just now, whether we, were sh- we weren't showing contempt for the poor man by dissecting his soul, that was the question of a sufferer. Right. You see, I don't know how to express it, but anyone who thinks of such questions is capable of suffering. Right. And we already know she is, right? I mean, she's in a wheelchair. Yep. She's obviously uh, has some issue, um, even though they think that she's being healed either by Zosima or not by Zosima. And Zosima doesn't know if it's by him either. Yeah. Um, but there's something about being capable of suffering that makes one wise or, or even more holy. Because yeah. he uses the term martyr. Yeah, I think you have, I, I think maybe what's, what's being suggested is you have some insight into. Um, reality by your suffering yeah right so something something is revealed to you in virtue of your suffering that you maybe or maybe it's, it's revealed to all but it's only in virtue of suffering that you can see it mm-hmm. um, so um, but it's interesting that he has her also where you just read she, she kind of toys with the idea no this is your analysis no this is our analysis mm-hmm. and she she is kind of wrestling with are you the one that's doing this or is it us and she's at least very attentive to that question mm-hmm. which seems to be as we'll see over the next you know several pages uh, a really important question on the table who's doing an action is it me or is it us uh-huh. Right. Who's responsible for this particular event? Is it me or is it us? Um, and it's very rare that you have someone who's willing to make that type of um, um, like admission, ad- admission, or or even just uh, you know be have that sort of examination of, of conscience that mm-hmm. leads one to even suggest. No, maybe I too am responsible for this uh, and it, it's it was neat to see her wrestle back and forth and then she very clearly decides oh no it better it better be us this is our doing and maybe that's also something that comes from her suffering yeah. but you know it's and this is i think dust big question is seems to be in many ways just what does it mean to be what is what does it mean to be christian and what does christianity mean for reality and, it, and if, if it's true, you're going to get theological. Right? Yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if it's true that Jesus Christ is the revelation of God, who is being itself, and if it's true that the ultimate revelation of God happens on the cross, 
which you know I, I think we, we have to say as Christians I, I don't I, I don't think it's 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 a Western thing to say that the crucifixion is 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 revelatory I think it's it's a Christian thing um, then it would seem that anyone who enters into this is really entering into being um, entering into suffering is entering into being, and then you then then you start. I was thinking about this actually recently. I, you start asking questions of must being suffer? I mean, is it just the nature of being to suffer? And and what is suffering? And is there something in God that is a suffering, or to use a Balthazarian term, a supra suffering? Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, if that's what if that's a revelation of being, it's not just a, it seems like it's not just a, a mechanism or a sort of a, a detached image of what God is. I'm going to show you what God is by this detached image. Especially if we talk about the incarnation, being the incarnation, really being God. And it seems to me that the suffering on the cross is not a detached image of here, this will help you understand what God is as an analogy. Right. But instead... I'm revealing to you myself. Yeah. Full stop. And and that means that you can only properly adequ- adequately understand suffering by and that is that, well you can only understand reality through right suffering, but that means you will only understand suffering through um, participating in it through mm-hmm. through undergoing it yourself. And so to think that you can understand suffering by sitting in your, you know, cozy little pre-planned safety bubble. Fair Fair academic center office. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know I know all about suffering. I was I was I was thinking I was I didn't want to jump ahead, but we can jump ahead. No, I was already jumping ahead in my mind. by, By thinking like, oh, I understand suffering because I read all these newspaper articles. And I've seen all of the things, the horrible things that the Turks have done. But no, not the Turks. The Russians with their with their you know um, uh, switches and their yeah. their little you know yeah. whip whips and we prefer rods and um, uh, yeah rods and sta- staves or something like that. It sounded like yeah. a Psalm twenty three. Yeah, no, I think it was deliberate. I think it was deliberate. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I, throughout the whole thing, it, I mean. Because Ivan, we're jumping ahead to chapter four, I think. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, this R- is part of our yeah. podcast too, so we can do that. Yeah, but but he, he rods he, and scourges. He he, he, he translates. Keep, it. He keeps going back and forth. He says, you know, you, you have something. You have you, they have the rods with them always, and they they won't be taken from them. Or I forget. I mean, he he seems to be deliberately. <laughs> Or may, um, playing off Psalm twenty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the very, at the very. And least, it's right? interesting though. You're riding your staff, and they bring me, they bring you, bring me comfort. We talked about this already in this podcast, or no? I don't think so. No, this was uh, Gregory of Nyssa, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When, Psalm, Psalm. when, when the, when the, when the bride gets beaten by the, uh, yep, by the guard, the night guard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and 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 this idea of bringing you comfort, right? What does that mean? That the rod and the staff bring you comfort. Normally, we think like, oh yeah, Jesus is going to protect us from the wolves on the on on you know in the dark valley. Yeah. And <laughs> Gregory of Nyssa at least thinks no, it means Jesus is going to beat you. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. going to be good for you because you'll know reality. Yeah. And I don't know that Dostoevsky doesn't think the same. No, and and because yeah, so it's it's kind of slowly starting to come together because so I even thinks. That I can make a claim on God and what God has done and is doing 
because I have seen reality for what it is, and what it is is horrible, bad, yeah. evil. Right. And that's because he sees the and suffering. Here's, here's my catalog. But, but he doesn't really see the suffering. Like, like the, the, I think the problem of, of, of Ivan is that he is looking at the suffering from the outside. Yeah. And um, whereas, and he says, I don't want anything to do with that. The, the, the whole plan, the suffering part, especially, but even the redemption part. I don't want anything to do with any of this. Because it's not enough. It's not good enough. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Alyosha, uh, I'm not going to be able to find this on the fly. Alyosha, at one point, uh, Ivan sees that he's he's pained by this. Like this is this is visibly yeah. hurting Alyosha, and and Ivan's sort of. After he checks himself and realizes he's kind of being taken away, going over the top, um, says, "Oh, I'll stop. I see that I'm see that I'm I'm, you know, ailing you." And he says, "No, I want to. I want to suffer. Yeah. I, I want. Don't stop. I that's, want." That's that's page two sixty nine. Um, yeah, if you want to. Yeah, oh, he's, oh, yeah, it's right there at the, towards the top. Yeah. This is his sort of explanation of what I call the privy girl, the girl who's in the in the outhouse. And, yeah. I mean, these stories were terrible, right? And but, I what I I really like this this rebellion chapter because I think there's just no way that you can turn away from this reality that I, I, Ivan is, in some sense, although although we're we're kind of saying no, he's not wise because he doesn't he doesn't in a sense experience the suffering, but in some sense this is a question. I mean, this is like the problem of evil brought to its ultimate, yeah, like. Like hardest hardest way you can ask this question right here, and he says, "I'm going to ignore everything except children. I just want to talk about children, because he knows that that's going to like bring it into the ultimate relief." And it's it's in the midst of this that that he's telling the story of this girl who, you know, her parents beat her, they they they, they fill her mouth with excrement and throw her in the privy because she didn't say, "I need to go up to bed now," but fell asleep on the couch or something. Yeah, yeah. like uh, uh, horrible horrible things, and and you. You know, here's what here's what I don't think. There's no way that happened because I know stuff like that, right. Right? Yeah. and and that's what Ivan's trying to get at, right? Um, and he asks this question. He asks these questions at the end of that story, right? Um, he says, talks about her meek, unresentful tears to dear kind God to protect her, and he keeps bringing that line up that he uses there. Do you understand that, friend and brother? You pious and humble novice. Do you understand why this infamy must be and is permitted? Without it, I am told, man could not have existed on earth for he could not have known good and evil. Why should he know that diabolical good and evil when it costs so much? I thought that was a really good line there. Why the whole world of knowledge is not worth what that child's prayer to dear kind God. To, I say nothing of the suffering of grown-up people. They have eaten the apple, damn them, and the devil take them all. <laughs> But these little ones, I am making you suffer, Alyosha. You are not yourself. I'll leave off if you like. Never mind. I want to suffer too. Uh-huh. And the two there seems to be referring to all these children. Yeah. Right? Um, and so there's something about, and, and, and this is a huge theme in Dostoevsky in general, but I think maybe in this book even more, unity, solidarity, and suffering. I want to suffer too. I want to suffer with them. And it seems to be like the suffering with them that, I don't want to say justifies. Yeah. I don't want to say, and maybe justification is just not the right word. And maybe that's not what we're really looking yeah. for. 
That's what Ivan's yeah. looking for. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so I think it ties up with, um, with, with the theme that we already, we already saw a little bit last chapter. And, and we talked about it, I believe, in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to come up in the, maybe the next one, uh, but definitely when we get to the chapter on Zosima. But if it, if it really is true that we are responsible for all, to all, right. then uh, what that means, I, I think, is um, our suffering has the, the, the seeds of, of a type of atonement for, for all. Right. right? So, so you see the sufferings of, of others. And if you yourself do recognize that you are um, responsible for that, then by your undergoing that that suffering yourself, you 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 sort of bring it to um, I don't know redemption in some in some mysterious sense. I so, mean, I mean, yeah. it, it's it's not it's it's to kind of say um, I am the one who here's here's the reason why this is happening and it's me and and I am going to, to, to make up for to it up or to I mean maybe that's I mean, not a good way of putting it. I mean it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bear it. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to and and I think um, this seems to be only it seems to only make sense if there's some sort of metaphysical grounding um, for sort of a, a, a solidarity among all men. Right, and and and, then, and ultimately a solidarity in the sin, right? Then and this yeah. goes back to this idea that we're all Karamazovs. You know? Yeah, and and then and then the way that it gets redeemed is that if if there is one Lord Jesus Christ who we you know share in through through baptism, then mm-hmm. it means that the, the the redemption that Christ earned on our behalf through His suffering. And his taking on all the suffering of, of, of the world, then it, it's something that we ourselves, in virtue of being Christians, in virtue of being baptized, we have to take on ourselves, or otherwise we have no share in his name because we're mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. we're not um, living the life that he lived. Yeah, St. Paul says we'll live with him only if we die with him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, that's what Alyosha, right before the Grand Inquisitor, brings up. He says, I mean, Alyosha is... He's he's a great character. I love Alyosha so far. I mean, um, and 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 I keep going back to Dostoevsky's own preface where he says maybe you won't understand why this guy's the hero, because what does he do? I mean, let's go back to the engagement chapter super quick here. Um, he he says uh, he's talking to Lisa, and Lisa says I don't like your brother Ivan Alyosha, <laughs> um, and he says he heard this, but he didn't say anything about it. And this is, this is Ayosha's response, though. My brothers are destroying themselves. Page 245. My father, too. They're destroying others with them. It's the primitive fourth force of the Karamazovs, as Father Paisi said the other day, a crude, unbridled, earthly force. Does the Spirit of God move about that force? Even that I don't know. I only know that I, too, am a Karamazov. Me, a monk. A monk! Am I a monk, Lisa? You said just now that I was. Yes, I did, she says. And he answers this. And perhaps I don't even believe in God. Yeah. And you, you hear that. And, and, you, and, and this is the hero of the book. He says maybe he doesn't even believe in God. And, and when he says that, like, you really think that he's really asking that 
he's really kind of throwing that out there in sincerity, right? And it kind of goes back to that, what we've talked about before, what does it mean to believe in God? Mm-hmm. Right? It's not just saying true on a, on a true false, yeah. do you believe in I, God? I God exists, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and so, but I think he's being honest about um, sort of the, 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 the impossibility of the modern to, to be untouched by atheism, which is, a, of course, the obsession of Dostoevsky. But I think his saying that is really important. And, and his... It, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I love the way so the, the narrator uh, puts it in the next, the, the next paragraph right after, and perhaps I, I don't believe in God. Then Lee says, you don't believe? What's the matter? And, and then you have the narrator sort of commenting on this. But Alyosha did not answer. There was something too mysterious, too subjective mm-hmm. in these last words of his, perhaps obscure to himself, but yet torturing him. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I, love, um, <coughs> I love that he is... Um, um, he's not speaking from... An idea of what I should be saying as a monk, right? Here's, right. here's what monks should say. Therefore, I'm going to say this. Right. Because right. because then you wouldn't be a true monk. Going right. back to Zosima's own right. explanation. Exactly. So 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 here, you, I I think this is this is sort of the a necessary precondition of actually believing in what you believe in, mm-hmm. right? I think this is this is a type of um, of of the type of freedom that, that you have here, uh, which is pretty remarkable, that he's not afraid even to, to admit this. And, and I like, I also, uh, you know, this section here, too mysterious, too subjective, perhaps obscure to himself, but torturing him. So it doesn't say, oh, that's meaningless, that, that thing deep in my heart. Yeah. Um, but it's mysterious, and I don't even understand it. Mm-hmm. But maybe I don't believe yeah right? yeah and and i think it it gets less obscure in his conversation with ivan because throughout this conversation in in the rebellion chapter um he'll say things like you know that the great the great uh the final sort of the crescendo of the of the rebellion chapter mm-hmm. is as he talks about these children suffering and all the terrible things um that happens, uh, and and if if there is some ultimate harmony at the end, he said, if I'm not there, it's unfair. I want to be there when everyone suddenly understands what it has all been for. Says Ivan in two seventy one. Um, he asks this question about, and he actually says what I what we were just talking about. Interesting, uh, two seventy one uh, in the middle of the page. It's beyond all comprehension why they should suffer the children, right, and why they should pay for the harmony. Why should they too furnish material to enrich the soil for the harmony of the future? Which, even that language, harmony of the future, it sounds like this is socialism. This is Marxism. I was, I was just going to say this is, and I believe this was a, a, a critique that um, a lot of early. I mean, it, it's continues, but it was very early on um, um, that the the future state is sort of built out of the the. the the blood and the sweat and the sacrifice of the earlier yeah. conditions, right. so that you have you go through all this, so that you get this future state right. of redemption of man, right. and 
you know, single brotherhood and what have you. And, and it turns out that there's no share. I have no, I as an early member of the, right. the peoples. Of the history of, of, of the perfection of man. Yeah, that I have no share in that. Right. right? So in a sense, it's, it seems to be for, for naught because, right. you know, it, it, I'm, I'm striving for something that I have no, it's not my end. It's right. not, why should I sacrifice for this future reality that is not going to be right, right um, that, that, that I won't even participate in yeah yeah and and it's funny your whole explanation right there I've, I've been wondering are you talking about Marxism or Christianity which one yeah and, and that's <laughs> kind of the question that that's being asked is is Christianity just Marxism with an with with sort of an, an another world yeah. rather than this yeah. world yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Dostoevsky is Wrestling with the fact that you have to reject that if you're really going to understand what Christianity is about. I think that's why Nietzsche really uh, liked a lot, of, at least a lot of Dostoevsky's things, because he was. I think it's pretty clear when you read Dostoevsky's works, especially this one, that he's trying to break down the the, the separation of the kingdom of of heaven and the kingdom of earth. Of earth, yeah. It, right, we we tend to want there to be this radical sh- separation. Yeah. And um, going back to that conversation with the monks and Ivan about his article, uh-huh. he was trying to show, um, or what was one of the things being suggested was, what's the relation between the church and and the the, the earthly kingdom, mm-hmm. and um, it looks like the unification of the two is the goal. But how do you get the unification of the two? Maybe it's to destroy the kingdom of earth. And set it up in heaven, so uh-huh. there's a unification that, like, you know, this is all meaningless. Let's just there's there's really nothing here. There's no kingdom of earth really at all. Mm-hmm. Just this one, or maybe it's the other way around. There's no kingdom of, of heaven. It's just the kingdom of earth, and it's just the the the, the church understood at the, as like the the earthly reality. So I, I think what which you, is kind of the Marxist way. Right? Yeah, 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 and and I I think what you what you get teased out one of the things I don't want to say this is like the main point of the book but one of the things teased out is this question of, of um, a dualism between heaven and earth and how should you understand the relationship between the two and at the very least Tostoevsky seeming, is seeming to say there is no dualism yeah why, why, why is it an either or right that's the question right. I think that that's being asked and only if you do go the either or route do you get into problems like Ivan is in yeah. I think yeah and if you read Nietzsche's Twilight of the Idols you see he's making that same hmm. push he's mm-hmm. trying to trying to get rid of that that same dualism now he kind of moves in a slightly different direction but he's worried about that exact same issue mm-hmm. yeah so I think so let me let me keep reading here a little bit um, as he's sort of coming to his crescendo um, he says he says, why should they pay for the harmony? Why should they to furnish material to enrich the soil of the harmony of the future? I understand solidarity in sin among men. That's the, that's the big thing, the thing we've been talking about. I understand solidarity in retribution too, but there can be no such solidarity with children. If it's really true, they must share responsibility for all their father's crimes. Such a truth is not of this world and is beyond my comprehensions. Some jester will say perhaps that the child would have grown up and have sinned. But you see, he didn't grow up. That is a killer line. Mm -hmm. He was torn to pieces by the dogs at eight years old. 
Oh, Alyosha, I am not blaspheming. I understand, of course, what an upheaval of the universe it would be when everything in heaven and earth blends in one hymn of praise and everything that lives and has lived cries aloud, Thou art just, O Lord, for thy ways are revealed. When the mother embraces the fiend who threw her child to the dogs and all three cry aloud with tears, Thou art just, O Lord. Then, of course, the crown of knowledge will be reached and all will be made clear. But what pulls me here is that I cannot accept that harmony. Right? And that's the big thing, right? It's, he says, and while I'm on earth, I make haste to take my own measures. You see, Alyosha, perhaps it really may happen that if I live to that moment and rise again to see it, I too perhaps may cry aloud with the rest, looking at the mother embracing the child's torturer. Thou art just, O Lord, but I don't want to cry aloud then. It's not worth it, he says. It's not worth right. it. Yeah. Which I think is, um, he, and, and, and he ends this by saying, uh, I mean, let me keep reading here. Yeah, this, is, yeah, that, this, is, this, this next page, by the way, is, is, the, is, is the best one in the whole chapter, I think, mm-hmm. 272. And I think this chapter is maybe the best one in the whole book. Um, but So far. Let's put it this way. This is the chapter I remembered from reading it, you know, 15 yeah, years ago. It's hard to forget this one. Yeah. So he says, it's not worth it. Because those tears are unatoned for. They must be atoned for. Or, or there can be no harmony. Right? What good, skipping a little bit, what good can hell do since those children have already been tortured? And what becomes of harmony if there is hell? This right. is like the question of sort of mm-hmm. universalism, right? I protest that the truth is not worth such a price. The sufferings, this is this, and this is, I think, the the killer line that he has, and 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 the best argument that he has. Let her forgive. He says about the the mother embracing the the oppressor. I don't want the mother to embrace the oppressor who threw her son to the dogs. She dare not forgive him. Let her forgive him for herself, if she will. Let her forgive the torturer for the immeasurable suffering of her mother's heart. But the sufferings of her tortured child, she has no right to forgive. She dare not forgive the torturer, even if the child were to forgive him. And if that is so, if they dare not forgive, what becomes of harmony? I don't want harmony. (laughs) From love for humanity, I don't want it. I would rather be left with unavenged suffering. I would rather remain with my unavenged suffering and unsatisfied indignation, even if I were wrong. He says, I hasten to give back my entrance ticket to this world. That's that's, that's a great line. and, and Alyosha says that's rebellion. But the whole time before this, if, if you remember, as he's telling about all these horrible things that happened, and whenever Alyosha, who's listening very attentively, right, um, whenever Alyosha comes in and he says things like, like, for example, at the bottom of this page, right, he says, um, uh, let's see, imagine that you're creating a fabric of human destiny with the object of making men happy in the end, giving them peace and rest at last but that it was essential, inevitable to torture to death only one tiny creature, that baby beating its breast with its fist, for instance, and to found that edifice on its unavenged tears. Would you consent to be the architect of those conditions? Tell me, tell me the truth. No, I wouldn't consent, Ayosha says. But this is not the first time that he's agreed with right. Ivan in the midst of all this. Over and over he agrees with him. And I think, to me, as, as, as we brought up this, you brought up that narrator saying the mysterious, obscure, subjective reality, obscured even to himself, Mm -hmm. that was torturing him. I feel like it's becoming less obscure as Ivan talks. And he's like, yeah, yeah, because I wouldn't accept this. Mm -hmm. And so Ivan is, the the, the thing about Ivan, or not Ivan, I'm sorry, the thing about Alyosha that is so um, impressive and why I think he is heroic is because 
he does what Zosima tells everybody to do. He does not lie to himself. And he's true to himself. Yeah. And so when Ivan brings this up, him sitting there in his monk's cassock doesn't say, well, here's the answer to the God thing. Right? And here's his brother. Yeah. I, I, and and this, is, this makes me really think of all my like, evangelization students. Right? Here's his brother, who, who, who's the atheist, who's the one who rejects God, right? whatever that means. And, and, and whatever it means that he's an atheist. Like I, he doesn't even say he doesn't believe in God. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, he says specifically, right? Yeah. But, but here he is, and here's Alyosha sitting in his monk's cassock, talking to the, his brother, the one he loves. His, his full brother, not even his half-brother, his full brother, right? His, his one brother who's a full brother. And he's talking to him about all this stuff, and he's bringing out these difficult arguments of, of evil. Mm-hmm. And Alyosha doesn't go into apologetics mode and start explaining why that's true. He, it, he just will say things like, yeah, I think it's horrible, and I hate that too. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't say, here's the explanation. He just lets him keep going. Right. And, and I think that that's... That's honesty. Yeah. And, 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 and I think that honesty above apologetics is more revelatory of the truth of Christianity than apologetics is. Right. But I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sort and, of getting into missiology here. But, I mean, but, so so two, 270, I mean, this, so this was, this struck me interesting. The, the, the little um, modifiers, I don't know if you want to call them, uh, the way that Alyosha responds that the narrator puts in is always interesting like Alyosha said blah 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 in some sort of like you know adjectival way or something Mm -hmm. or I guess adverbial way Uh Um, middle of 270 why are you trying me Alyosha cried with sudden distress will you say what you mean at last so Alyosha seems to be distressed with the fact that Ivan is trying him, mm-hmm. right? So, so this is this is there. There seems to be something deliberate that um, Ivan's trying to do. He's trying to sort of a, put Alyosha to the test, and also right. many, many, many times in here, um, uh, the narrator or even I think I can't, Alyosha can't remember uh, makes the comment that that Ivan's sort of not himself. Um, and, and, or maybe this was in the Grand Inquisitor, I can't remember. But you get the impression that maybe it's someone else who, who's well, speaking. Here at the, at, the chat, um, at the end of The Brothers Make Friends, he says this very intriguing line. This is a great chapter too. But, yeah. uh, he says, uh, Dear little brother, I don't want to corrupt you or to turn you from your stronghold. Perhaps I want to be healed by you, which is, which is a, an interesting way that he puts it. Right. And then he says, Ivan smiled suddenly quite like a little gentle child. Alyosha had never seen such a smile on his face before. Which, I, I, don't, I don't know what that means there, but I, but I think is really insignificant. Right. And I think the fact that he wants to be healed by him, and it makes me think of the conversation he had with the, the monks when, when he got very excited that Zosim was talking to him about Oh, what was it? Were, were they talking about his article? Mm-hmm. But he showed this like excitement that like Alyosha was like, "This is weird, like yeah. that he's so excited about this." Yeah. There's something and, that's crying out in him. And when 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 Zosima responds back to him, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, I forget that was. Um, yeah, I kind of want to go to that chapter now. So he he responds, and 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 Ivan's kind of taken back and very receptive of it he, so much so that he gets up and walks over and he um, um, bows and maybe kisses Zosima's hand yeah, or something yeah 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 um, but I remember 
Yeah, I remember finding that that interesting. But but I I, I don't know. I, I get the impression that Ivan is is um, kind of putting Alyosha to the test on purpose, and and maybe some of it is to 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 suggest that. Um, you're the only one that I know who has any sort of insight into the meaning of life because early on he says there, there's no meaning of life you just get the 30 and then you dash the cup <laughs> yeah right, um, right. <laughs> unless you're a loser like Fyodor and then you push it to 70 and 80 which is despicable yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um, so so I, I I kind of wonder if Alyosha is the hero of this novel because at the at the, the the obedience to his elder, right? So it's not what's interesting is he's not going and making all these visits and finishing, you know, all of this these conversations out of say just the pure goodness of his own heart and right. love for them. He right. actually is doing this because he loves his elder. Uh-huh. And this gives rise to a love for his brothers and his father and what have you. But uh-huh. initially it's out of disobedience. And and it's it's this moving into the life of of, of Ivan that gives um, Ivan this insight into a completely different way of living and it, it kind of tortures him throughout well as we'll see it's, it, it may be one of the reasons why he is um, both loves Alyosha, wants Alyosha to save him, but at the same time, he's also trying to corrupt him because it seems to be contrary to the only thing that he say knows, which is there is no, there is no, um, there is no morality. There is no, mm-hmm. there's no point of this. So mm-hmm. why are you doing this? But at the same time, Alyosha. Um, is someone that he knows and therefore it kind of Alyosha makes sense to him Christianity doesn't make sense to him right and so it's this right kind of who do I go who do I who do I believe do I believe Alyosha or do I believe Christianity right and, 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 and there's a question of is I mean is Christianity sort of a system that that's that's believable or is mm-hmm. it only incarnational where Alyosha is Christianity, right? And rather than it, rather than Christianity being an explanation of the problem of evil, right? Because I mean, you could somebody could say, "Oh no, Alyosha, you just deviated from Christianity because you said perhaps I don't believe in God." So yeah. like you're, you've actually like gone away from the heart of Christianity by yeah. by that. Yeah. But maybe um, what's being suggested is. That's not to move away from the heart of Christianity, but it's to be true to yourself. Not in this sort of hippie way, but it's to be true to yourself. Right. And this full ad- ad- admission of what it would take to truly believe in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and therefore, it's sort of a confession and therefore moving towards the heart of Christianity. Which is, which is again, goes back to the solidarity with all sinners, right? Why, why, why can I be united with the, the, the drunk captain who's like ruining his family's life? Yeah. It's because I'm no better than him. And in fact, he is better than me, right? Because I know in my heart of hearts 
that perhaps they don't believe in God. And and, and sort of this, but that's like, it sounds so like paradoxical. Uh, That's like the heart of Christianity is to, 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 to be true to yourself and to admit, admit all of that and your own responsibility for everyone. Yeah. And it's, it's ultimately, um, you admit responsibility only because of love, right? I, it seems that it's love, which is the only thing that is credible. <laughs> As Balthazar once said, the only thing—the only thing that makes sense mm-hmm. out of, well, out of life, right? So the only yeah. way that you can understand life is is through love, and therefore, if you don't love, you're not going to understand life. Same with which, same, same which, with, with suffering, right? Suffering is only going to make sense right. if it's understood in love, which is going to be in a in a com- compassionate sort of way that you're going to have to suffer with with the others um, which is why which is i think ultimately why this this whole chapter on the rebellion is 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 like that's the heart of it um because ivan who doesn't love right and he even talks about before this when they become friends yeah he's ditching katarina and that's that's the greatest freedom that he's ever had now he doesn't have to worry about that yeah um but it it, it should be like destroying him in some sense, but right. now he's like, I don't even have to love her, which she, she by her own like beauty and wonder forced me to love her, right? Just by being who she was, he fell in love with her, right? But, but so, so if, if Ivan doesn't love, then of course he's not going to answer the question. Right. And if Alyosha does love, he's not going to answer the question right. in the way that people look for answers, right. but he's going to, man, this sounds hippie, he's going to be the, be the answer to the question of suffering, right? By suffering for the other, right? By, by loving the other. Um, and, and I think Ivan kind of gets at this at the end of the Brothers Become Friends chapter, Brothers Make Friends chapter, um, where um, he says he doesn't accept the world um, he's, before he get, gets into why he doesn't accept the world. Um, and he even says, on, actually, on the first page of the rebellion, right? This idea, Christ-like love for men is a miracle impossible on earth. Yes. He was God. We are not gods. And, and and there's a dichotomy there, too, in the, the Nestorian kind of dichotomy in the incarnation. Yeah. Jesus did what he did because he's God, not because he's man. And, and, and to make that dichotomy is automatically to not misunderstand Jesus Christ, I think. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. But before that, before that, I mean, that we could go deep into that, too. But um, before that, he says he talks about stupidity, which is really interesting. Um, he concludes his long tirade with this. You didn't want to hear about God, but only to know what the brother you, lo- you love yeah. lives by. So he admits that he, that he loves, right? And why did you become as stupidly as you could, asked Alyosha, which he was talking about before. Or he says, this is just above that part I just read, actually. Alyosha, that's my creed. I'm in earnest in what I say. I began our talk as stupidly as I could on purpose, but I've led up to my confession, for that's all you want. But he says this, this paragraph on stupidity, which is interesting. To begin with, this is Ivan, for the sake of being Russian. Russian conversations on such subjects are always carried on inconceivably stupidly. And secondly, the stupider one is, the closer one is to reality. The stupider one is, the clearer one is. Stupidity is brief and artless, while intelligence wriggles and hides itself. Intelligence is a knave, but stupidity is honest and straightforward. I've led the conversation to my despair, and the more stupidly I've presented it, the better for me. 
That's that's really interesting. Uh, and it's right yeah. after that that he says he wants to be healed by him and, and does that childlike smile. Yeah. But I think, you know, uh, I think it was Peter Craig that said, only only some only someone who's a complete ignoramus or someone who has a PhD would argue yeah. X, Y, or Z, right? Uh-huh. Um, and and I think that 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 kind of gets to the heart of that. This this idea that this, if you become really 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 think about things and and become wise in the world, lots of times you'll you'll make excuses or say stupid things about things that people know aren't really the answer to things. And it kind of goes back think, to sort of the apologetics. Think about the biggest atheists in this book. They're the divinity students. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. And 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 let's go back to uh, Father Zosima's meeting the pilgrims. Right? Who who yeah. are the ones with faith? It's the peasant women with mm-hmm. faith. Right? It's mm-hmm. Madame Holokoff who is con- contrasted with them, who has little faith. Right. right? And it, so I, I think there's something about quote unquote stupidity, as he kind of talks about it, that actually is. It, it does not obscure one's ability to see reality for what it is. Um, and that when you dive into the questions and, 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 and analyze and all that, then, then you, you risk um, basically making excuses for things and not looking at reality as it is. Yeah. And, and, but that's the beauty of Alyosha, right? Um, is that he, he won't do that, right? And it's yeah. also the beauty of Ivan. Right. I won't do that either. I mean, Ivan's a smart dude, right? He's, he's publishing articles on church and state. Um, but he will sit here and ask the question of children's suffering. But, it, but it's always in jest. Like all of his articles, all of his academic pursuits, he knows it's all a farce. And, and so does Zosima. Zosima, that's what I was going to point that out. Yeah. Um, it, this is in the, in the Why is Such a Man Alive chapter. When we're, we were just talking about this, right? It's on page 73, going all the way back there. Um, Zosima says to him this is right when Ivan says there's no virtue there's no immortality you're blessed in believing that or else most unhappy that's the beginning of Zosima's sort of commentary and this is where Ivan gets really excited right perhaps you're right but I wasn't altogether joking and he says you weren't right and and you divert yourself with these magazine articles but you don't really think these things right and and it's and it's uh, it's he says you have an aching heart which mock at them inwardly mock at your own arguments right that questions you have not answered and it is your great grief for it is clamp for it clamors for an answer and then he says it can't be answered in the affirmative um but thank god that you've given here it is again thank the creator who had who had given you a lofty heart capable of such suffering and it's right then that he goes and kisses the elder um kisses the elder's hand and receives his blessing um, which he didn't receive before so again there's this question of like being capable of suffering means that you can get to the heart of reality and that your heart your own heart which clamors for the answer to the problem of evil can only find it in suffering so yeah related topic I don't beginning, beginning of four this conversation about John the merciful yeah and you can, you know, beggars should actually request for alms by a newspaper. Yeah. That way, that way, the almsgivers don't have to see them. Right. Um, and so I was thinking, because 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 as as what he said, Zosima has said that yeah. the person's face, yeah, yeah, yeah the Zosima, face of a man often hinders yeah. many people not practiced in love from loving him. 
Yeah. Yeah, and, and so I, I and then it, it's it's uh, this is all about incarnationality. Yeah, right? so so Ivan Ivan says uh, at the, right at the right at the beginning there. Um, I can never understand how one can love one's neighbors. It's just one's neighbors, to my mind, that one can't love. Right. Though one might love those at a distance. I once read somewhere John the Merciful, and he gives a little story about John the Merciful. He says I'm convinced that he did that breathe into this putrid mouth. I, he did that from self-laceration, from the self-laceration of falsity for the sake of the charity imposed by duty as a penance laid on him. For anyone to love a man, he must be hidden. For as soon as he shows his face, love is gone. I mean, this is, this is richer, this is a richer sort of analysis of the dangers of of charity than than Nietzsche can do but it's the same it's the same type of thing because what mm -hmm. I think what he's saying is when you see someone who's in need of love like this and you love them it's either for your own like self aggrandizement like your, your sort of praise of yourself um, or it's it's out of like as, as he puts it here you know incredibly laceration it's I'm gonna use this person either to make myself great right or i'm going to use this person to make myself small because i know i'm a sinful person and yada yada but that's still a type of yeah you know although in a sort of a masochistic way the type of like greatness i'm going to right. diminish myself so that i can be great in the john the baptist type of way right but it's still a type but whatever the case may be too, yeah. yeah whatever the case may be it's this isn't love neither of these are love right, right? And so the, 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 the problem is how, when you see the person, how can you actually love them, right? And, yeah. and uh, this is how he begins the rebellion chapter, that you can't love your neighbor. It's impossible to love. Love, it seems that what he's saying is he's framing the whole rebellion, all these stories of suffering from the, the vantage point of, it's impossible to actually love your neighbor. Love is going to be something uh, of a different order. Right. It's not. It's not its own order. Um, especially um, what what um, um, uh, Alyosha goes on to say. But but there is a great deal of Christ-like love. Uh, he responds. Zosimus said something basically the exact same thing that you said, Ivan. But but there's a great deal in mankind and almost Christ-like love. I know that myself, Ivan. So, so this is not a theory. I don't know Christ-like love as a theory. Right. I, I have experienced it myself. Um, and then what does Ivan say? I know nothing of it so far. I yeah. can't understand it. Um, right. And innumerable mass of mankind are with me here. So basically he's saying, I don't understand what Christ-like suffering is or can be uh, if it's not what I just said up here. That's right. the only thing that I can, the only way to make sense out of John the Merciful's actions. Um, and so then, of course, when you see all this suffering, mm -hmm. you're going to be seeing it in a way that's not the Christ-like way. That is, you're not going to see it in the way that Christ saw suffering, mm -hmm. uh, which is to say through the eyes of, of, of love. Um, and, 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 and not something apart from you, but something that you are, you know, in. Um, so I, I know I thought that was a, a, a really 
significant preface to to rebellion it's that of course you're going to have a rebellion if you don't see how it's possible to love your neighbor right this is this is going to be an absurd world if you cannot love your neighbor yeah and and but i think that that's you know i still think and and he and uh, Alyosha admits it by saying father zosma said the same thing this is not an insight that he rejects. Oh, no, you don't understand, Ivan. No, he says, yeah, you're right. It's really hard to love the person in front of you because you know them mm-hmm. and you know all the excuses that they make and you know all the times that they've, they've chosen sin over, over good, even to your own detriment. I mean, he doesn't say it this way, but I mean, I'm thinking about my own pain in loving those, <laughs> the face in yeah. front of me, right? Yes. Um, and there, there they are asking you for something else and you're like, you, you? You twit who have done yeah, these things yeah, to me yeah. and other people, and I've seen what you've done, yeah. and you dare ask me yeah. to love you. Yeah, you've, I mean, you've I, stepped on my foot, and you smell funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a great, a great way that he put put it there. So it's yeah. it's 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 like when Jesus tells you to love your enemy, and he tells you to love your neighbor. I don't think those are exclusive. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, yeah. commands. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is what I've been saying. It's your neighbor who is by his very being your neighbor, your enemy. Yeah. Because people people piss each other off. Yeah. Because right? I mean, we're Karamazovs. Yeah. Because we're all Karamazovs, right? Yeah. <laughs> As he, yeah. he goes on. I mean, this is, this yeah. He so, says it here on page 264. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, go, yeah. He yeah. says, uh, the innocent must not suffer for another sin. And I want to get back to that. And especially such innocence. He's talking about the children, right? Maybe surprise me, Alyosha, but I am awfully fond of children too. And observe cruel people and the violent, the rapacious, the Karamazovs are sometimes very fond of children. Children while they're quite little, up to seven. And yet they're the ones who do the, the crimes, right? right? They're the ones who do this thing to them. Um, but, but, but this idea of the innocent not suffering for another's sins, you know, and we were talking about this before, right? How can I atone for... He, as, he, as he talked about at the end of this chapter, right? Their tears are unatoned for. They must be unatoned for. The, the mother cannot forgive the retired army officer who sends the boy out to get ripped up by the yeah. dogs. She dare not forgive. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something about solidarity that, that you were talking about before, right? If it's true that we take on everyone and that we're united in some way, even in yeah. sin, maybe maybe actually in sin, right? right? Which yeah. seems to be one of the yeah. questions of, of this yeah. book. Yeah. Just wait. Oh, if, good. If you think we've seen sins up to this point, <laughs> it's all coming. Yeah. Um, but but this idea: the innocent must not suffer for another's sins. Or even that I can't forgive another for their sin against a third party, right? Is all based in 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 what we were talking about earlier in the semester or last semester, I guess it's over. Mm. <laughs> uh, the Schindlerian bourgeois metaphysics, right? His yeah. this yeah. idea that I am me, you are you, and that's it. Then of course I can't forgive you for another's sins. Right. Um, I have, and I would have no right to. Right, right. Not, not only that, but if I dared did that, mm-hmm. it would be wrong of me. Yeah. Um, and so, so in a sense, the, the forgiveness of the mother for, for, the, for, the, for the murderer of her child is evil right. rather than the ultimate good. 
that's assuming there is not a solidarity that when the mother forgives it is in a sense the child forgiving right, right. um and yet there's still this this i mean yeah. and as i say that i have to admit there's still this part of me that says but there is something wrong yeah. with that yeah and i think the only way the, yeah i think when you say it i think this is alyosha's point when you say it it doesn't make sense. It sounds stupid. You, you would reject it. And Alyosha seems to reject it when he says it. He but says yeah, it wouldn't he, consent. Yeah, but, I wouldn't but he consent wants, He wants to... He, he, it only makes sense in this mysterious manner when you yourself actually do it. Right. Right. So, like, the reason for why this, why this would be okay to do is when you actually do engage in this type of... Of forgiveness. Forgiveness. Yeah. And this type of suffering... And, and compassionate suffering. That is, you, you, you undergo the, the type of suffering that the other has done because you recognize that you are the one that's responsible for it and yeah. that you forgive. And, I, and, and, and there's something about forgiveness that's almost, in some sense, the ultimate suffering. I mean, to forgive someone for what they've done to you or to someone you love is like a greater suffering than maybe the suffering yeah. that you endured yeah. at their hands. But, but it's also, yeah, I think, you're, you're, I think that's... that's Dead right, but it's also the um, the greatest. It has the potential potential to be the greatest cause of suffering of another. Because remember, um, um, Elusha when his when his his dad's like um, talking to him, and, mm-hmm. and Elusha says, "Oh, when I grow up, I'm going to become one of those really rich captains who says, uh, I'm going to go study, get really rich, come back, and then I'm going to like." take my sword and kill all these people. Yeah. He says, but that's a sin, my boy. You can't yeah. do that. He says, okay, well, I'll, I'll go get rich, come back, point my sword to their throat and say, I could kill you, but I forgive you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that'll really get him. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's going to even be worse. Is yeah. that I'm going to be able to like, you know, get, get to the point of being able to kill them and then not. Right. That's, right. A, that's, that's a, it's still a type of murder. And, 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 right. and maybe in a sense, it's even a worse type of, right degradation of humanity that you use forgiveness yeah as a weapon as the exact opposite of it right? yeah and and it's it's that elusha point is is the is the idea i am better than you yeah and this is why i can do this whereas alyosh is continually has said throughout this book it's because i'm not better than that person yeah that I can that that I do yeah, this right right I right. recognize that they're actually better like like the the, the drunk captain uh, it who you know beats his beats his wife and his kids yeah, is yeah. better than Alyosha because he said I I mean Alyosha probably I, I would have killed them by now if yeah, I was him you know yeah. if I was in his situation yeah and I think it's important that I mean maybe it's what's the main plot here here's one of the interesting What's the main plot? The inner or the outer plot? Well, <laughs> what's the main? What's the main outer plot? <laughs> um, I mean, it, it seems that it's the the Ivan and Alyosha and Dmitri and Fyodor and, and this whole thing. But you kind of get this other plot that's that's taking place on the side with with Ilusha and the. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we haven't seen a lot of it yet, but a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Alyosha wants to befriend this boy. Yeah. Right. Um, and and I think. There's something really significant about that because it seems to be, um, it seems to be exactly what um, uh, would go counter to this rebellion chapter. Mm-hmm. He, he's trying to take on the, the the suffering of that 
that um, that whole family really. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. I mean, and he literally took it on by by having stones thrown at him. Yeah. <laughs> and his finger bit. And his finger to the yeah. bone. <laughs> yeah. And and I think. Um, you know the setup of you know and, and maybe I don't know we're, we're at we're getting close to time maybe we can unless you had something else you wanted to talk about uh, maybe we can end here uh, the setup for the Grand Inquisitor is um, after he says I don't accept I give back my entrance ticket um, would you consent to this Alyosha he says no I would not consent um, would you admit that it's worth it no I can't admit it brother Alyosha suddenly with flashing eyes said suddenly with flashing eyes you said just now that there is is there this is page 273 is there a being in the whole world who would have the right to forgive and could forgive but there is a being and he can forgive everything all and for all because he gave his innocent blood for all and everything you have forgotten him and on him is built the edifice and it is to him they cry aloud thou art just O lord for thy ways are revealed so alyosha his ultimate answer to this is, is, and and I think this is, this is not the kind of answer that Ivan's looking for. He wants a, uh, an explanation where, you know, the, the the statistical scales have been balanced in some mm-hmm. sense, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so this evil, this this horrible thing happened to this totally innocent child. How are you going to balance that out? What are you going to do? Um, and Alyosha's answer is just pointing to Christ. Um, and so it's not that, that Christ balances it out in some sense. It's, it's in some sense that Christ is the meaning of all reality and that he is, he is the answer in an un, like a non-answer way. Like it's, it's, not, it's not ask question, get answer, but it's maybe a surprising re-asking of the question something like that. i mean he doesn't put it quite like that but this is kind of how i'm thinking of, of what's going on here because he says I, I wouldn't consent i wouldn't admit to this i wouldn't right. i would give back my entrance ticket too yeah. but then there's jesus right and and it's it's this sort of it's this sort of answer to the problem that doesn't come as an answer in the way that i was expecting yeah. an answer and yet he's already thought of this. I, Hence the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, because Ivan said, "Oh no, 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 no! That's precisely him that that I that I haven't forgotten." Right. right? I, uh, he's like, "I'm surprised you haven't brought him up yet." Yeah, <laughs> Usually you do all the time. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so I, I, I think it it's important that he, so Ivan's approaching. I mean, this this is I think a, a really important theme throughout the whole book, and we've seen it many times. He's approaching the question from the outside mm-hmm. um, and he's approaching Christ and the innocence of his blood and his sacrifice um, and his love from the outside which is going to to be it's going to prevent him from actually understanding what right. that is yeah so um, but but that leads you to say how do I not approach him from the outside how do I how do I know Christ not externally as this idea but how do I know him personally? And um, if you can't, if you can't do that, if you can't make the the transition from knowing him externally to internally or personally, then I think th- what you say about what the the Grand Inquisitor's view of Christianity, I think, is going to be your view of Christianity, although not stated so starkly. Right. There's a lot at stake in being able to know and see 
Christianity from the inside. Um, and what's at stake is the Grand Inquisitor's view of Christianity would serve you just as well. Right. right? And Because ultimately it's saying, all right, Jesus, give me the answer to my question as I expect it. Yeah, and then you can, you can drop off or not if you, I don't care, because yeah. right? you've given me the answer. Right. Um, but you're it's, just like the, the, the means to this great answer. And it's the silence of Christ. Yeah. That uh, in the Grand Inquisitor chapter, which we're already kind of getting into here, yeah. um, that and in the silence of Christ, in his own stinking trials, yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. that is the answer to the questions that are being asked. Right. right. And so, right. Uh, you and know, if you, and if you approach that from the outside, then those those are actually non non answers. Yeah, they're right? they're they're insufficient. Yep. Right. And yeah. and and so this is the key, right? That that you have to enter into, and again, going back to Zosima. Thank the Creator who's given you a heart that can suffer. So, yeah. right to enter into that in a way is to understand. I'm putting it in quotes. Yeah. People can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> understand, uh-huh. understand the problem of evil, right. or understand the suffering of children. Um, but you know, there's there's the mysteriousness of it is still there, right? And and, and you can't just you're never going to get a satisfactory answer in an Ivan way. You're always going to have to get an answer in a Christ silence being way, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> whatever that yeah. means. Yeah. Well, we didn't we didn't say anything about the guitar. Smear smear the guitar. The guitar. Yeah, uh, that's okay. I, we also didn't say this. This there's a great line on two fifty six about Europe being a graveyard, but a most precious graveyard. When I read that, I was like, that is exactly how I and, thought of it when I was there. And look at, so just, I will, we can maybe end with this. This is part of the song, that's a song that he's singing. Um, oh, we forgot about love and logic too, but. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> oh, well. So, two, so 251. Whatever you may say, I shall go far away. Life will be bright and gay in the city far away. I shall not grieve. I shall not grieve at all. I don't intend to grieve at all. <laughs> Very interesting in light of uh, what's to what's to come in the next chapter, uh, next two chapter, uh, yeah, next two chapters. Um, so kind of through throughout that, you get this this um, interesting uh, song about you know escaping, right? And it's and that's exactly what Alyosha is not doing, right? And and ultimately, that doesn't really bring gaiety. Yeah, um, and and Ivan's struggling with this. I mean, he doesn't want to escape. Re- although he says he does, I think he's trying to like avoid the escape of reality. Mm-hmm. But um, Smirnov seems to just be fully. He's he's maybe more of a Karamazov than <laughs> the Karamazovs. Well, well, he is a Karamazov. Yeah, I know. But I think, I, you know, I, I, I think there's a theme in here, too, of, of monasticism and stability. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's instability that one actually finds happiness, yeah. which is going to, which, of course, but stability means staring your neighbor in the face and loving them. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so all the themes are kind of coming out here. And Zosima's answer, which is staying where he's at. Yeah. Right. Uh, going yeah. back to the ancient monastics who say, your cell is your salvation, right? Yeah. Stay where you are. That's mm-hmm. the place. That's the place of, of, of ultimate, yeah. you know, uh, satisfaction and happiness. Because you have a neighbor. Yeah. 
and because uh, if you don't, yeah, if you, and, and I mean, there's a lot of themes on, on sort of the, the world today and, and, and the mobility of the world today and people moving all around, including my own life, which I've moved all over the place, um, and why that's really inhuman in many ways. So. Yeah. So, won't you be my neighbor? 